There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Bastard from a basket. Oh God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 uh, ready to go. We're off and running, and uh, a lot of a lot of uh, well wishes coming in for Peter Robbins, voice of Charlie Brown. Uh, Scott Haynes writes in, and he's right. You got to take bipolar disorder very seriously, Brady, and evidently that's what Charlie Brown had, and that's why he killed himself. And so, with psychiatric help only costing five cents, why? Why didn't Charlie Brown reach out? He's right. There's only a nickel to receive psychiatric care. Is Charlie Brown's family in good grief? Well, we hope so. Oh, Let's geez. just hope that that's the case. <laughs> Again, it'll be on his tombstone. Arg. Last words. You would imagine a, an eight-year-old boy with alopecia making it all the way to 65 before he finally did him in. He was bipolar, Charlie Brown. We didn't know that back in the 60s and 70s. We just laughed at his, his misfortune. The most bullied person of all time. You can't be the voice of Charlie Brown, kill yourself, and then get sympathy. It's just funny. I'm sorry. I just hate the way that went, but it's just funny. It can't not be fun. Charlie Brown, did you hear about Charlie Brown? Yeah, what happened? Oh, he's 65 now. Oh, yeah, he made it? Yeah, he killed himself. Like, of course he did. Good grief. (laughs) Just pathetic. I hated reading that. I'm glad Jimmy broke it to us. It's much better that way. Much better. Uh, Have you guys seen this? I, I actually got a gig yesterday. I don't know if you guys uh, were – I got another job I have to do right here this morning on the air. Oh. If you have to kind of bear with me. All right. What do you got? Uh, well, let me just do my work here. I'll just – it's voice work, and it has to sound like it's on the phone. I don't know if you guys have this. Right, here, let me just turn this down real quick. Uh, that's all I have. To, I just have to read their script. They just sent me the script. I don't know. Welcome to the Phoenix Suns 
internal hotline for racist comments. To further expedite this call, let us know more about you. If you're a Mexican, press 1. If you're a higher-ranking Mexican, meaning not janitorial, press 2. If you're African-American, press 3. If you're an important African-American slash player, press 4. If someone's called you the N-word, press 5. If you're an attractive female of color, press 6. But Angela, we know that's you. You're a smoke show. All other women in the office, large or otherwise, press seven. If you're another type of color, all other races, press eight now. Thank you for calling the Phoenix Suns internal hotline for racist comments. That's good. One take, right? I got yeah, that nice. out of the way. Yeah, thank you. Give me the phone. The Suns, <laughs> the Suns, in order to the whole Robert Sarver thing. Have started uh, the NBA when they had the racist problem. Said we're going to start an internal hotline so people can anonymously call and say, uh, "Yeah, uh, my boss called me a today, and I'm none too pleased. I work for the Sacramento Kings, <laughs> and the NBA made made this their big step towards uh, helping out with toxic work environments. Zero calls on the thing. So the Sun said, "Well, nobody's using the NBA hotline." Let's just do it for ourselves, and that'll fix the whole Robert Sarver thing. So now they have an internal. Now, here's the thing. Half the time people are going to get the internal Phoenix Suns racist comment hotline, which to me would be, I'm going to call that up make some racist comments. It's just a safe place. Like, I feel like saying the N-word a lot today. Thank God for the thing. Give me the phone. Man, oh man, is Tyrone ever being a today? Thank you, sons, for allowing me this outlet to be a racist. By the way, the janitors are a bunch of and they're stealing everything. All right, uh, I'm anonymous. Thank you for calling the Phoenix Suns racist comment hotline. If you have a racist comment, press one. If you live in Maryvale, press two. Ew. <laughs> Who's, Call the suicide hotline gonna, and, at oh, that point. And then the best thing is, is that one of the comments in the email, and, he, and he's right. Jason uh, Rallies, the one of the presidents of the Suns. He's a good dude. I actually met him. He's very nice. He couldn't be more right. He's like, look, this is our answer to that ESPN thing, I guess, uh, where we've got the, if you feel like you're being bothered, this is an anonymous hotline, but somebody's got to listen to it. So don't be surprised if you get figured out. <laughs> so he's basically saying it's anonymous, but you're still leaving a message with your voice and you're complaining about a certain someone. So it's basically Robert Sarver's crew going, you can call it all you want. We're going to find out who you are, and we're going to f*** you up. Oh, that's me. Hang on a second. got to press two. I was, called, I was called a moon cricket today. This is a terrible day in Suns history. They should just have I'm a guy white. in a cart just going around the office. Complaints, complaints. Yeah, complaints. He's collecting them right there on the spot. <laughs> they have a little sign yeah. in the offices. It's been seven days since <laughs> someone called anybody in around here. <laughs> it's terrible. What a horrible idea. It's a rat line is what it is. It's the it tattle. Is. I heard Toledo call Brady a Mexican something or other. I didn't know it was a jumping bean. and I didn't like it. You'd like to snitch? I mean, complain? Yeah. <laughs> you want to call up the snitch idea of the very, very useful helpline? I was walking in the halls the other day, and Angela had her out again. And man, oh man, I sang brown sugar to her, so I'm just turning myself in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's going to call that? Why, if you've got the courage to call, if, you're gonna, if you got called a terrible slur by the owner of the Suns at this point, and you call an anonymous hotline, you're not that offended. I know for a fact right now, if Tripp came in and goes, Brady, Toledo, Brett, hey! 
I'm going right to the top. I'm not going to call some line and go, hey, I don't want to say, but Trip called me the N-word today. <laughs> it's not happening. But yeah, that's the Sun's answer to their big problem, which was Robert Sarver uh, making people feel uncomfortable as a boss. And occasionally, perhaps, uh, he's Michael Scott. Being thinking, a hard-ass. You know, he was, he was, A, he was being a hard-ass. B, he denies. Now, look, as much as people say uh, Earl Watson said he said the N-word, and if you read it in context, Earl Watson told him you can't say that because Sarver was using the actual – it was Papa John's. Papa John was going back in history saying, you know, this dude used to say – Colonel Sanders. And he was using it. He said, this guy used to say all the time. And the board's like, why is he doing this? And he's just using an example, but he was using the actual word instead of saying N-word, which I find juvenile and, uh, and silly in the first place if he's not using it in a disparaging way. Yeah. I think if, I think if you're saying, my God, the, the word bam, 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 can be said without being offensive. It can be used as a, a story device to get the point of saying, Colonel Sanders used to say all the time. It's horrifying. And he was actually bothered by it. When Robert Sarver supposedly, and this was one incident that I read, said, how come Draymond Green can say all day long and not get a technical? I mean, he's up and down the court going, and he doesn't get it. And Earl Watson goes, you can't say that. And he goes, why not? Draymond Green says it all the time. The reason he was bringing that up is because one of his players Got a technical foul for saying it. He goes, how come Draymond Green can say Why does he get the pass? Why does my guy? He was making the point to say, he says it constantly. My guy gets rung up for a T? Why? Now, what he should have said, and it would have been better, is how come Draymond Green can say N-word, N-word, N-word? It means the exact same thing in that context. He's not calling anybody a name. He's upset that the word's getting thrown around willy-nilly and there's referees throwing T's on it. Getting a shot and an inbound. So Robert Sarver's going to have to call that pretty much all on his stuff. And again, I'm not a Robert Sarver fan. I'm not defending him, but that's it's you can defend that. He didn't. He wasn't going. Hey, Earl Watson, you're a. How come Draymond Green can say? They're like, wait a second. How did you start this sentence? You heard me. I just think other than suicide and other help hotlines, yeah. hotlines never. Yeah, I got called a name hotline. It's kind of bad. Yeah. You should probably be, have the guts to go up to the person probably that did it. Probably rethink a few things. And you get fired from the Suns because your complaint was, this guy called me an N-word. You're a millionaire. I would use that constantly. If I thought that, you know, all right, this guy called me the N-word, I'm going to go right into his office and say, I heard you call me the N-word. It's like, I did not. Yeah. You did too. And if, I've got, if I got proof of it, yeah. I'm going to be a millionaire when he denies it and fires me. So it's, But it, what it does for the company, at least, that if someone calls and – you know, has a complaint, yeah, and they don't hear anything. At least they have a uh, a previous track record. It's anonymous. anonymous. It's like the yeah, it's anonymous. It is exactly. It's, it's anonymous. C- What's CYA about an anonymous? Oh, I call? thought th- I thought they would say no. If it's you're going to call a- and say hi, it's a uh, Dick Toledo. I get called the N word. Yeah. Why not just go to the yeah? It's boss. it's useless then if it's anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. We have record of you complaining anonymously. Well. I mean, I guess How? it's not useless if it makes you somehow feel yeah. better by calling. No, there'd be but. paperwork that said we got to call. But I would, again, being a kind of a jokester, I'd disguise my voice a little bit and go, Angela called me the N-word. And then exactly. click, and they're like, well, they got it on file now. We don't know who that is. And then guess what 12 News is going to run? <laughs> right. That yeah. phone call. Right. Angela calls everybody the N-word. It's like three or four times a day. <laughs> okay, bye. That's we reached out to Angela. One. Is the number out there? We should call No, it. it's it's an internal line, it. which means it's it's a- uh, Call Kevin Ray. Get that number. Oh hey, my K-Ray's God, yeah. got us. Kevin, if you're listening, give me that racist hotline. I'll turn it on its ear. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it is like that. I hope the guy actually Welcome to the Phoenix Suns Internal Racist Hotline. 
for the N-word, press one. <laughs> Maybe it's Vince Murata, the in-house voice. Yes. <laughs> and now, the starting lineups for numbers you should press if you've been racially offended. The N-word, one. Then you'll have the ones that are like, really? Yeah, I'm getting called boss all the time. <laughs> yeah, you have the people who just don't like something. My daddy calls me Bigfoot on the radio. <laughs> but you don't work here. Still, it's offensive, don't you think? A <laughs> little bit. Tom Wintermeyer keeps bringing in large quantities <laughs> <Yeah>. of food. <laughs> Could somebody talk to Wintermeyer about the turkeys and towels program he's doing for nobody? <laughs> I mean, the guy's acting like a complete <laughs> Isn't that what this is for? Anyway, you're allowed to do that if you work for the Suns. And I don't know any other organization that has an anonymous hotline. Because you know what? I, I would apply for the job of guy who listens to hotline. And, I, and I'd be the happiest person in the world because I would sit and laugh all day long at the phone call. Let's check my messages. Be, oh, I thought you wanted to be, answer them live. Oh, I would love to answer oh them live. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Yeah, I, would, I know. It's anonymous. But Ted has COVID. <laughs> the better thing is the I'm answering it live. Thank you for calling. I pretend it's not. Thank you for calling the Suns Racial Hotline. Please utter your slur now. Um. <laughs> what? Spirit sucker. <laughs> did you say spirit sucker? <laughs> if you did, press one. Hey, is this John? I, I think. No, just answer the questions. <laughs> they have the one through nine options. Right. Like, that wasn't yes. it. It was uh, different. Was it if this? it's something other, state. <laughs> yeah. State your racial grievance. Uh, I don't even know what this means, but a guy called me a Bigfoot <laughs> from the moon. And then you Did you say it. dumb Pollock? <laughs> no. Did you say groundskeeper? Not even no. close, man. State your grievance again, please. Searching, searching, searching. <laughs> no matches. Did you say rice eater? No, man. Bigfoot from the moon. I don't even know what it is. I think it's racial, though. They're learning from the hotline. Hey, that's a good one. Did you say French surrender monkey? No. I'm calling back. But I like that one. I'm writing that one down. Please, don't hang up. We'll find it. (laughs) Just go down the list of slurs. Oh, man, I'd do that as a part-time job any oh, day of the week. <laughs> I heard a slur, but I can't remember it. Could you give me the list? Wow, sure. Did you say rickshaw driver? <laughs> no, man. Brett, we haven't seen you at the Italian American Club in a while. What you been doing? I got a second job. <laughs> to speak to a racist. Wow. <laughs> to speak to a racist, press zero. Yeah, I don't understand what what that's going to accomplish other than one dude like me sitting in an office laughing his ass off every day, playing the call for everyone. Listen to what happened. Listen to what This is great. Hilarious. Dude, I know that voice. I know who it is, too. Let's go look at her. (laughs) And, like, make reference to it. Please reference the racial slur database. Did you get called a Jew? (laughs) And then there's a subset... I did not get called a Jew. Press one if you don't like Jews. <laughs> this feels like a trap. Uh, I want to hit one. <laughs> did you get called an Arab? Only Arab was the word used. No. Did you get called a 7-Eleven clerk? 
Uh-uh. Are we going to go through all of them? No, man. You're goddamn right we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> hey, man, I'm black. Get to those. <laughs> searching. Oh. Searching. Sorry. Sometimes my phone acts crazy. Searching. 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 Did someone call you an Afrikant? <laughs> no. Are you laughing, man? I hear the computer laughing. I'm not laughing. Stop it. Let's try this one. Were you an ancient Chinese secret today? (laughs) Please call back with a more thorough racist name. Thank you. This was pointless, man. He calls back. All right, I've thought about it. Hi. Did you get called Amigo? We branch out, Brady's got a line. Were you called an anchor, baby? <laughs> Did you laugh at me? Did you get Oops. Did you get called a janitor? <laughs> You're right next to me, aren't you? I am. Brett's would be, are you sour yeah. milk? Yeah. <laughs> you a broad who's past her prime. <laughs> then maybe you should spend less time on a phone and hit a treadmill. See ya, milk. <laughs> Holy crap, John, they found a job for Tom Brenneman. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Phoenix Suns racist hotline. Did you call someone the homo F word? Been there, done that. Press six and nine. It's got all the search. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is one or not. And they say the phrase. (laughs) Checking. (laughs) Searching. Not a racist slur. Get back to work. How does that fix anything? I was called an ancient Chinese secret. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. The racist database finds that one funny. Back to work. <laughs> Not a slur. You're a baby. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't understand how that fixes anything. And then I, I, you know, it made me read the whole problem for the sons over again. And I'm like, there's nothing here. And ESPN still, it's their article, it's their research, it's their, you know, they put their hooks in on this. And they still started the article amid a tumultuous, work. racist, toxic work environment Yeah, that ESPN uncovered. And I'm like, you got, you had n- clearly nothing other than a guy who, Earl Watson, who works for the NBA Network, does a great job was a terrible Suns coach because the owner was a terrible owner and gave him awful players, and uh, they hated each other. Hated each other. And so now this is like some type of odd revenge. I mean, Robert Sarver has no friends. I still go back to that time Steve Kerr, who hated working for Robert Sarver, just violently hated him and made it clear when the Golden State Warriors were great, they are again, but when they were a few years ago, and, uh, and the Suns were at their worst, Steve Kerr said, none of the coaches are going to be on it. We're going to let the team coach tonight. Just to rub it in Sarver's face that says, we're taking, we're load managing the coaches. We're going to let Draymond Green and the players coach tonight. We're going to kick your ass. And they did. And, he, and it, was a, it was a rubbing Sarver's nose in the fact that you, get, you let me go as the GM of this team. I don't even need to come in the building. And I don't need to show up to beat you. Yeah. I don't even have, my, my coaching staff doesn't need to be, my players can just show up like it's a rec league game. And they will beat you with a full host of coaches and players. You got nothing because you let me go as your general manager. I could have built this for you. Your friend. But you're an idiot. And he didn't like him. Nobody likes Sarver. But he didn't do anything 
terrible. I mean, you might have said some bad words, and there's some stuff that you can, you know, definitely punish him for. It's not something you get kicked out of, you know. It's it's stupid. I've got a friend that's still working there, been through both regimes, Colangelo and the Sarver, and she's been there over 20, 20 plus years. Have to be, yeah. And and I could ask her. I mean, as far as has it been just brutal? Have you ever been called a coos? Get the number from her. Ryan Weber says you should have Charlie answering the phone to keep the profiling minimal. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Sunflakes Online. I hear you guys with something now with the walk is cooking. What the hell is this thing? What am I doing? <laughs> anyway, have an open mind. What do you call the N-word? What? The N-word? What? The N-word? Stone cold, Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, I just find it to be the least effective method to solve a workplace problem rather than just have a meeting and say, hey, don't call each other racial names. And if you do get called that, let me know. Nobody's getting fired for it. If I say it to you, don't go to ESPN or do. If I'm doing it, what do I care at that point? But yeah, it seems easily handled. But I liked what Jason, uh, the, the president, basically said was, yeah, you call. There's a good chance you're going to get your anonymous thing's going to get found out, and that's not because we're looking for it. It's just there's a good chance you'll get known for it. So, so you're saying rather than having that, it's bringing in a guy like Coach Flake to have talk to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coach Flake because you know how that works. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's how hey, companies do Coach it, Flake's, and look how effective that was. Set the bar for me when I was 15. What was it 35 years ago? Yeah. I still remember sitting in that room. All right, everybody. I think everybody's special in here because you're not. None of you are special in this room. You're all even. Equal. Derek Zellner, superstar quarterback of this football team, ain't no different than Ricky Strump, the retard in the class that eats out of the trash cans. <laughs> you're all the same here. Strump and Zellner, I treat them no different. I wake Zellner up off his gilded golden bed that floats above all of us, and I kick Ricky awake every morning as well. I'd do it for any of you. Except that it would be Sarver. Yeah. The guy's talking. Yeah. This guy is yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you're a great white employer or one of them terrible <laughs> I'm treating you all the same. Hey, you could be racist, but it's all it'll come out in the wash. This one to me wasn't it was racial, not racist. And he's got a African American GM, he's got an African American head coach. They have no complaints. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, he's, it's, there's a diverse thing, and it isn't because he's trying to hide it. And if he is, that's, that's called progress. If you've got a racist hiring black people so he can be racist in the closet, you're winning. Sure, there's some people listening right now. That's why I don't hire blacks. <laughs> <laughs> they just complain about when you yell at them terrible stuff. <laughs> that's right, and they should. Everyone should when you're like, I like to call people names. Oh, these babies. Right, but if Robert Sarver's like, I know what I'll do. I'll hire a bunch of African-Americans in prominent positions, and then I can quietly be racist in the background. No one will suspect. That's a, that's a big win for the community because they're like getting all the great jobs so this guy can just whisper inward into the wall every once in a while. It's like, all right, this dumbass is – he's the idiot. Don't make yourself the weak one in this. He's the dumbass if that's what he's doing. I don't see that that's okay. Now, the time he pants that one dude at the at the at the, <laughs> the company party, there's some stuff you should get in trouble for for that. Yeah, you walk up but- behind a guy as a joke and pull his pants down, his little wieners out, and it's like butters. It's just sad. <laughs>
That's something a CEO president should never do. And yes, should he be in trouble for that? 100%. Should he be in trouble for blabbing around the N-word? Absolutely. There's some sanctions placed. Should he lose the whole franchise because one coach is met? No, he shouldn't. But he started a racist hotline, so if you guys are interested to get your racial slurs out, the Suns have opened the door for you. Hopefully, I go to the game this weekend, and uh, they have like a little booth for fans. Because I have never been around more racism than I have the visiting bench of an NBA team. That's all you hear. We had Big Rob on, the comedian that time, sat down there and had... uh, Confrontations. Yeah. yeah, who's he fighting? Montrez Harrell called his wife a fat bitch, and then he something about him being a Mexican something or other, and he was fined like twenty five grand and kicked out of the game. When they tried to kick Big Rob out, and he goes, "Oh, he called his wife a c word." That's right. Yeah, and then said something about him, and he's like, "I'm not going." And they, they tried to kick him out because Montrez is like, "This guy's calling me." And I'm, like, I did nothing. I'm trash talking the game. You called my wife the c word. I'm not going anywhere. And it was, uh, I forget who the other guy was, two guys for the, I think it was the Clippers at the time, were removed oh, yeah. and fined. I can't remember yeah. who. Great story, though. But if you ever sit down close by the bench, ugh, you hear all the bad, terrible, terrible things. We said Bron Bron was just Bron Bron's the worst it. I've ever heard. LeBron is the worst I've ever heard. The worst. I, I'm, I'm, I'm king N-word up in here. So he came back to the timeout, <laughs> smashing his chest. That was, the, that was the game he pushed the coach out of the way, and then they fired that Russian guy. What are you going to do? And it's a great – you know, it's a great sentence I read yesterday from Connor Hefner, who, uh, and it's the same thing with the Suns. It seems to be a case of regret turning to revenge. And that's what he was talking about, this Holly Madison playboy thing. And I think it's the same thing with the Suns, is that they regret they didn't do anything, so now they're now – they're, sparking it while the Suns are going to taking them down because they're not part of the winning. But they were there for the lowest moments. They see no success. Same thing with Holly Madison. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to that the, documentary. the truth, the secrets of Playboy. Has anybody watched I it yet? I, I've read more about it than I've yeah, read. I, too. Yeah. I, I read a huge story last night, and all she says is, like, I was a sexual introvert. I didn't know what was going on. I, I went in. I posed. I did my naked. But being naked, because she's like, I, my mom thought I had Asperger's because I was so bad with people. So then she goes to the Playboy Mansion, and she goes, I was never attracted to Hef, and um, he gave me, he said, here's a Quaalude, and these were called thigh spreaders back in the 70s. And I thought it was funny, but I, I wasn't attracted to him. And she goes, I didn't think I'd be the first to have sex with him that night. I'm like, these are your decisions. And Connor Hefner's like, look, you can disagree with how my dad led his life. It was weird, and it was not at all traditional, and it was definitely unique in its own right. And he said, but everybody in there was treated in a similar fashion. And kind of was a volunteer to do it. They were part of the. They were part of the lifestyle. And then uh, this is a case of regret turning into revenge, because basically all it is is her saying, "Now I'm 38, and this didn't work out like I'd hoped." Right. And, and you're looking at 40 more years of probably. Nothing. Megan brought this up. She goes, "She probably has a boyfriend now who says, you know, he took full advantage of you for 10 years, mm-hmm. and and you didn't the get much out of more it. Mad about and it. And he's probably he, upset that she she's not." But if it wasn't and for... And it can kick in for a person afterwards uh, that like... Oh, it's a know, valid thing, was, But that's Oregon. your fault. It is. And you, you made that choice. You can't you go on Playboy and get mad at Playboy because you yeah. volunteered to do it. Nobody goes and grabs you and goes, guess what you're doing in March? Playboy. I don't want to. You're doing it. But if it he wasn't, didn't do that. If it wasn't for Hef, she wouldn't have had her show in Vegas, her book. Thank you. Uh, been on the TV show. I mean, she, yeah. she got fame out of it. Could and not cash. make it stick. 
because she didn't have any talent. Right. All she had were her boobs, her her front hoo-ha, and her ass, and her hair, and her face. And when people got tired of looking at that, we watched her. I, I You know, the show in Vegas was like, man, that she looks great. Did she look good? Unreal. But it's a terrible show. And you can get that in Vegas anywhere. She wasn't doing anything unique or new. So it went away. And nobody wants to see her naked anymore. What else you got, America said. What else, Holly? Because if it wasn't for Hef, like you said, she was on that uh, the three girlfriends show when he had yeah. that, and the other two, the uh, the one that married Hank Basket before he turned gay, and oh Kendra, Kendra, yeah, Wilkinson. Kendra Wilkinson, who's a real estate agent yeah, now. Just I know she's oh, got a she t- well, she's got a TV show too because exactly. of that, and that's because of Hefner, right? She's so, actually at least a little bubbly, so she's this is her third or fourth show, and she's the yeah. she's the only one going. It's all BS. Yeah, she's been mouthy about Holly Madison getting grumpy about. I didn't get mine. She was ma- mouthy about her when they had yeah. that show together. Yeah, because she realized what it was. Yep. I just have to use my assets to get to the next level. Then it's up to me. Hefner, I don't think it was any secret that Playboy was like, you're going to get naked, and then that's the springboard for you to try At to do At the parties, stuff. you're bringing up, I mean, girls were coming up there. Um, they would have the, um, I read the thing, you know, you have the, the leg spreaders out there. They the had hookers, too. Drugs and alcohol, right. Any from, any celebrity, rock star, anybody yeah. has a story about I that I have place. talked to people who went to that several times. <clears throat> The playmates were somebody you had to get. The hookers were there in case you failed. And they were both. Mm-hmm. And they had the hookers there as employees. And if you wanted to bang a hooker in the grotto, they were there. It cost you, but they were there. And he said, the playmates were ones. And he said, and trust me, it wasn't hard to be Bob Saget and his friends right. and get action at the playmate or at the mansion. Yeah. But Bill Maher used to get laid a lot He's at the there mansion. there all the time. I mean, Bill Maher is not somebody chicks are running towards. But he did it at Think as a, as a name and everything else. It was easy. And it, and why not? Good it, for him. It goes back to like we were talking about a while back. You got in with Charlie Sheen. You got in with yes. Ron Jeremy. You got in with Hefner. You right. got to know what's, a, you know, it's Playboy for God's sake. And sakes. you slept with him as his girlfriend and, and what he called my main number one. Mm-hmm. And you were tolerant of it for seven years mm-hmm. without him beating you or coercing you into having to do it. You could leave at any time. Because he had five more right behind you yeah. that looked just like you, and he didn't. It, and I think that's the bigger thing. It didn't. It didn't turn out to be marriage or anything else, you know. And that's the Ron made a good point. I read this too. He said uh, Hefner didn't even let her pose in the magazine for quite a while. She begged him, "I want to be in it. I want to be right. in it. I want to be in it." She wanted to be part of that. You know, she had done naked stuff. She never like. He's like, "All right, finally he gave in." But I think when it was like, "Hey." Playboy's no longer owned by the Hefners. Hugh's gone. Where's mine? Mm-hmm. How come my career is stalled? If I take my top off now, people are like, we've seen those. You have anything else? Well, I mm-hmm. sing and dance. Yeah, we saw that too. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> I can't act. Right. So you're, you have no career and you're mad. And so and it's smart on her part to say, all right, I'll, I'll do, do an expose. Yeah, this is the only way I can make money because I still have to work my Playboy angles. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it. But Got a book? Probably a book deal. Oh, yeah. I know. She's, well, yeah. this documentary is going to be bigger than that. I mean, she's she can write books. She's going to do a, you know. Well, she put one out a couple of years ago. Like in and 2015 nobody that's when That's yeah. when Holly, or uh, the other one, Kendra, was like, this chick is out of her mind. It's like, it was never, it was never anything you could just not leave. You what happened to the third one, though? With nobody Bridget knows or something? Bridget. Yeah. Nice work. Brett knows <laughs> the Hefner top three of the early 2000s. <laughs> I watched the show, and don't think Hefner didn't know that America looked at that and went, creepy old man killing it because of who he is. 
He knew. He took he full advantage. Like, look, I'm seventy something years old, him. and I got three twenty year old girlfriends. There's a lot of guys watching, going, "That's the life." There's a lot of guys going, "This is weird," but I'm watching. And then all the women were like, "This is gross." But they're asking themselves deep down internally, "Would I do it?" Yep. <laughs> you think yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. I oh, think yeah. so. Oh, Larry yeah. King, Tony Randall, you, the, oh, all these examples. Hundred percent. Tons of money. Yeah. Money is attractive, isn't it? Hundred yeah. percent. Tony Randall had babies with ladies. Seventy-two. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin had one when he was like 80. I thought he was older than that because Charlie had one was almost 80. Yeah, I thought he was older and, than that. Uh, pushed and one I, maybe Randall was 75. Yeah, yeah, Tony Randall. He was in his 70s. From the Odd Couple. Sure. I mean, Felix from the Odd Couple. Love Sydney. Pulled ass in his 70s that could still have babies. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to wonder, would you do it? I know a lot of women like, I would never. Oh, you're making a mistake. That's dumb. <laughs> Let me tell you, as a guy, if Hefner's like, hey... Find an ass on you there, kid. Oh, yeah? This ass costs money, Hef. Well, that's something Hef has. <laughs> and then we'd be uh, boning like crazy up there. Like, I'm getting it from Hugh Hefner. Take the blue pill and let's go. Yeah, take the pill. Let's go. Pound that monkey, Hef! <laughs> did, uh, did someone say monkey? <laughs> I'm coming in. Is it in here? Get Back out. Back in the office, Brady. Yeah, it's uh, so the, the, the Playboy thing had me. I was all over with that last night. I am enjoying reading it, though. She's made it an intriguing thing. I haven't watched it. I don't even know where it. Where is it? I think it's Showtime, I oh, think. Oh, it is? Okay. I think so. So you don't have to stream it or go find it. It's on a channel, which isn't so hard. I just don't want to. I'm, gonna have to, I'm not seeking it out. If it happens to fall on my lap, I'd be like, oh, there's that Showtime uh, Playboy thing. But Brady would even do it if a rich old man came to him. I mean, Brady just thought it's a No, it is? Okay. Bridges had a dilemma on whether or not he wants to buy his daughter's shoes at a certain price. I know if an old man came along and offered you cash for ass, you'd consider it. Kirby wants, Kirby gets. Daddy doesn't have enough dough for those shoes. For my baby. Looks like i got to take a couple in the trunks. That's why you got to let your son spend his own Christmas money on stupid shoes. She doesn't have any money. Oh. She's a child. That's your fault. <laughs> that is your fault, in a way. She's, Kirby broke my... She's, got, mo- she's well, got money that she could... Here's buying. the dilemma. It's but then the sh- they end up buying from Chinese websites. It's yeah. the shoes I bought that I thought were men's shoes that were size 12 women's. Right. And they showed up, and I'm like, well, these are 10 and a half men's shoes. These aren't going to work, or whatever, however that works. 12 right. whatever well, women's right. Yeah, so yeah. And it screwed up, and I couldn't remember. I put them on. I'm like, these don't fit. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I bought women's shoes. They were cool, though. And so that was the week we found out Kirby has size uh, 10 and a half men's foot, which is the whole impetus of the giant foot jokes. And so we give him, so she's blown through those shoes. And Brady says, she blew through those shoes, you guys. She's looking for another pair. They're hired 60 bucks. She likes them enough because she's been playing, uh, yeah. you know, an open gym. And so oh, she's, she's been like, doing sports in them. Yeah. yeah. So she blew them out. And then Brady over here. If someone called you a Jew, press one. Won't buy her a <laughs> $160 pair of shoes, even though the last pair was free. So what, Brady, I, and, and so I, I'll let I'll I'll get the websites that Alex uses. He gets them from he gets the knockoffs from China. No, he does knockoff you. shoes. Well, they'll yeah. be gone in two weeks. But I know. You'll, you'll, but at least you'll you'll get two for one. Brady. But Kirby's going to have but four wanna, pairs. They'll still cost two hundred dollars. What I also didn't say, John, is she has three other pairs. Right. Now you're saying a buck sixty on the those shoes. She's got a couple other pairs that I you know I I am and maybe it is old school thinking, but you get to the point as a parent, you're like I don't know in eighth grade. Should they be spending this much on tennis shoes? Because you're like, I no. wasn't allowed to no. when I Kirby's was I didn't really allow it until Alex got yeah. to high school. Respectfully, Daddy, shut the f*** up. Buy me those shoes. <laughs>
Yeah, the last pair was free. So these are only 80 bucks when you think about but it. But let yeah. me put it to you this way. If she was... Uh, Kirby wants and maybe she is, and if she's but, using them, but if if she were a competitive player on the Gilbert Christian tennis team, oh, yeah. we're buying you, them. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so it's not about her being. You're like Marinovich's dad at a yeah. lower level. <laughs> yeah. These aren't for walking. If you're working in them, that's right. Let's get you some good equipment. Let's get you some decent stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, you're getting some Chinese slop when you're running around yeah, in some rec league you're... basketball. <laughs> I don't care how many blisters you have. No, Daddy, she... my feet burn from the Chinese powders inside these cheap-ass shoes. Well, <laughs> if you tried harder, you'd be in a league. You'd get better clothes. Fair enough. What time is it? <laughs> yep. They're already ordered. Right, because we talked you into it. You were bitching, and then we made you feel bad. And then I bought a pair of shoes right in front of Brady for $330, because when you love someone, that's what you do. And I love myself. <laughs> I got them. I know. 100 bucks. Not the same ones. Yeah, they are. Kirby will notice. Thanks a lot. Knock off, Jew. (laughs) (laughs) They're Nokis? If you have a complaint about racism, press one. Well, it's sort of a roundabout way that my daddy's a Jew. (laughs) Buys me these upside down swoosh shoes. Well, those are Travis Scott's. Be careful with those. Those are three grand. Get a pair of those, you can fool some people. Her Yeezys are on the way. You don't, yeah, I, we, we all know what's going on in here. You bitch to us, and then Kirby's like, Kirby want, Kirby get, let's go. Take me to the giant footlocker, daddy. <laughs> it has to be. I did start forcing Alex to wear the shoes that, that he bought, he chose. I, I understood it. If I bought him a pair of shoes and he didn't, he didn't like them, then I was like, all right, from now on, you're picking out your shoes and you're going to wear them. As a reminder to all Suns employees, all complaints about the gorilla are oh, a different hotline. Geez, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Press one right now. That's Jay, Jay Todd Himes. Your I gotta give him credit. Oh, out, oh my god, I want Brett in charge of that. It's the same voice on yeah. all these Everyone is Brett. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad Kirby got her shoes. Even though in less than 30 minutes ago, I'm not getting it. 160 bucks, and all it took was a little peer pressure. Go look, I just bought myself a pair of 330s, because that's what you do when you love someone. <laughs> when you love you, yourself, when you love someone, you get them what they want. I love myself, and I wanted those shoes, and I got them. Sure, I could have done a bid on StockX for 285, but I didn't. I did the buy now feature. At 330, which taxed up to about 384 with fees. StockX is a ripoff. But still, love has no cost. I learned that from Brady. And the love of a child can change a man's mind. So can the price of that child's shoes. She doesn't own me, John. I got those shoes for her for my birthday. That's right. They're coming on. They'll probably show up right around your birthday next week. The last pair was free. You got it for $100? Mm. I don't like this at all. My toes fell off, Daddy. From your cheap Chinese Nikkei's. They ranged anywhere from uh, 160 to 225 as you should pick the, the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, that size, they were available at that yeah. price. Well, you're very proud you of yourself. You need to go to Nordstrom Rack. And That's good that shopping right there. Real bargain good hunter. shopping. You're a real bargain hunter. And, real, and, and what did he, Brett remember in the beginning of the conversation? Kirby said, no, but she's getting those shoes. No, she's not. Last oh, yeah. night, I put the hammer down. Adam all off the air. I put that hammer down. She's not getting those. Okay. 
Not at that price. Ah, that's not, not what you said. The price. hammer was I down. I said the hammer was down. hundred bucks. That's right. She doesn't know that. She just knows she's not getting the shoes. And they're going to show up. She's not going to know you got a bargain. She doesn't understand that. Those are going to show up. It's a nice surprise. In her mind, she knows daddy got her what she wanted. Because could be once, could be gets, yeah. baby. Did she tied into the Amazon account? Maybe I shouldn't have gotten You shouldn't have. You, that's why my peer pressure is so damn funny. Now. No, no, that's why you can't do that because you got to love your child, you jerk. I got him reeling. <laughs> Being a puppet master is fun. Yeah, no, she's not going to understand the the discount shopping angle. She just knows she said, I want these shoes. You said no, and rightfully so. You were like Thor. You slammed that hammer down, and then the next morning you ordered them for her. <laughs> High five, Brett. Oh, bam. I listened to the show this morning, Daddy. Thanks for my birthday surprise on your birthday. All right. Kirby's going to be doing all sorts of Euro-stepping in those bad boys. Does she Euro-step? Have you taught her the Euro-step? Feet no. like that, what she's got to learn it. What the, the hell Euro-step? Is Euro-step? Euro-step. Basketball, Euro-step. You don't know the Euro-step? No. Oh, it's your Two driving. steps and you fall? Yeah, well, that's the Euro-flop. There is some of that. Euro-step. Uh, just Google it. It's a great move. It's kind of the European basketball players. They'll go one in. And then you pivot off. It's an amazing thing. I don't know how it hasn't been in basketball for ages. It's been around for a while, but I mean, you take a step on you plan on your left foot, and then your next step is right. So you're two steps off the dribble as a complete misdirection, and it's hard to defend. Eurostep's amazing. And when and, uh, Donka, Doncic, uh, he does it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the Euro. You don't know the Eurostep? Oh, no. A beautiful invention in the game of basketball. It's, 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 Glorious in its simplicity, and it uh, it just f's dudes up. It, it's a mess when somebody does it right. It's a spine buster. Kirby's Instagram could easily pay those shoes off in <laughs> one swoop. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. The the foot fetish one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looks like Daddy's not buying any shoes, so these things are bare naked, boys. Ching 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 ching. That's right. Kirby's shoes are out in the cold. Growing up, I thought the Euro step was uh, walking on your tiptoes. According to my grandfather, all Frenchmen walk on their tiptoes. Oh, he always caught the Frenchmen were homos. If your grandfather taught you that French people are all homosexual, press one. Boop. <laughs> the guy sitting next to me, Lafleur. I'm tired of him. Queer. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the the son's racist hotline. Yeah, we got to get Kevin Ray to send that over. Yeah. I, I know I'm brand liability, and Kevin's like, please stop saying that we know each other. <laughs> God forbid that they know I have your number, but please, Kevin, just sneak me that number real quick so I can make a few phone calls. Hey, his broadcast partner is now uh, assistant coach at Mountain View High School. Is that right? Danny White. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. How about that? How about this one? I just got hold of the, the – Kevin just gave it to me. I got one of the messages. Oh, no. Shazam! I just got called a – Put it in the deep freeze. <laughs> Al McCoy got called the N-word. That's every game, isn't it, Al? <laughs> Shazam, I'm anonymous. Put this one in the old deep freeze. I don't like the Chinese. What a name. <laughs> he drops all of his sponsors, it. too. It's, I know what Brady's Off to Sanderson for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a name. What a <laughs> that guy was. <laughs> yeah, terrible. So anyway, sons, good luck with your new idea. Boo. And it's ESPN's fault. They're dicks. It's ESPN, the, the worldwide leader in stirring up garbage. They're terrible. 
Danny White is the – oh, this is the teaching the Eurostep? Is this a white guy teaching oh, yeah. a, a black kid the Eurostep? Oh, this right. is fake. This is, gonna, this fake. Is, this is not going to be done properly. Although, this is the only thing that keeps the Euros in the game. This is a tough – I'm going to make him think I'm going right. I right. plant my right foot, step across. And that's the Eurostep. And it, you know what's crazy about that move? That it seems like, of course, that's what you do. It's relatively new. Thanks, Watch Tony this guy, Coach. That's it. Easy shot. It's it's and it is you can't defend it and you think because you cut it? it off once you once you get the guy going the other way right but it, it's you'll get the foul if heavy it's commitment athleticism one direction and then that foot pushes you back around the guy you're actually using his move against him yep it's judo with basketball you're mirroring That's him what? and then you're going around judo oh okay Jesus. <laughs> If you ever consulted any time with Brett Vesley in an office, press one through nine. One through nine. Judo is not a racial slur. Some of it is. If you've had a conversation with Brett about anything, that's what you make bagels with anyway. (laughs) Judo. That's right. Oh, God. Brady's fired. (laughs) That'd be the one that gets you fired. Yeah, that's it. Of course it is. It's terrible. But he's right. You don't want uh, Polish dough making bagels. I want authenticity. All right, uh, garbage. I, 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 in fact, it's like when Larry's Larry comes to me. Honestly, and this is where it's not racism. It's like I want the if Brady says I made bagels last night, and Larry says I made bagels last night. Who are you going to get? Larry's bagels Larry. are the ones yeah. I'm eating first, and I'm going to make fun of yours. German <laughs> bagels. There's a joke there. I'm not going to do, but it's <laughs> no. Go ahead. No. <laughs> If you were about to make a German bagel joke, press one. You stop yourself. I'm out of control. <laughs> I'm out of control. My brain's doing all sorts of terrible stuff. The Suns racist hotline. Go get them, Phoenix Suns. I'm proud of you. Dopey. Dopey garbage. The world is filled with dopey garbage. Whatever happened to that guy's an asshole, and uh, I'm going to just let that go. Now, if somebody's berating you with slurs and calling you names, your workplace isn't good to begin with. It's not toxic. They hate you. You're the guy. I mean, if somebody kept calling me racial slurs, I'd be like, this is a toxic work environment. No, no, no. You're in trouble. Everybody hates you. This work environment for everyone. It's just terrible. Seems okay for a lot of people. Not you, though. You seem to have been singled out. You can tell and stuff because they shouldn't do it that way, but it's you need to look inward. <laughs> inward is you no. Know. <laughs> Look inward and discover why everybody's calling you racial slurs. Oh, all right. Well, and yeah. there are, I mean, there are cases where of the course. person can be called that name and they don't react to it. Sure. It's, that's where you get the whole bullying thing. Oh, this person's not reacting to it. I'll just keep pounding them. That's right. Everyone else says, Like oh, me with you. He's, I'm constantly uh, making you buy shoes yeah, that you don't want yeah. to buy. That's bullying. It's a toxic it work is. environment. And I love every second. I go to therapy for yeah. this. Yeah, you should. You should go to therapy <laughs> for a lot of stuff. And you know what else you do? Call that hotline and bitch about me. I'll pound you into the earth. <laughs> Already placed a call. You're good. That's right. When I find out, boy, I tell you what. I know where you park. This is the fifth pair this week. <laughs> I buzzed him for my daughter. Because <laughs> he says I don't love her proper. <laughs> well, you don't. You bought her a $100 pair of shoes and she wanted a $160 pair. So not only that, she thinks she's getting the right thing. And now she's going to realize daddy gave her garbage. If you're going to do it, at least get her the real thing. It's like a wife at that point. She wanted a Louis Vuitton purse, and you bought her the knockoff. When she finds out that's a knockoff, that's on you, bro. 
bro. <laughs> That's right, bro. Don't take those chances. <laughs> no, you just buy the real one like Brady does. Take the bullet, brother. <laughs> you only have to do it once. You tell them it's a diamond, and they go find out it's not. It says a lot about you. So this isn't a real diamond? Sure it is. Why? What'd you go? Did you go ask somebody, you bitch? What happened to your diamond? (laughs) Trust me. It was the weirdest thing. It fell out of the ring. (laughs) What? I paid a lot of money for that. It's strange. I saw the very same one at the Village in Claw game. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Preposterous indeed. Give me that thing back. You don't appreciate it? I don't care. No, you can't do that. So you did that with your daughter because you don't love her as much as you should. She's not worth $160. I get it. Spent the money on other things. Yeah, yeah, Cumulative. I get Cumulative. it. She, look, I don't think Kirby's worth 160 bucks a pull either. Oh, man. But she's My not mine. not worth 160 she's not mine. bucks a pull either. I'm glad to see you've come over to that way of thinking that your daughter is maybe a C-note at best and it's still cringeworthy. That's high. That's, Whoa, that's for kids, I agree. That's for kids' shoes. For, for, Way high. Now, in my world, Way Brady, high. for love, there is no price. But I understand. <laughs> she's got to earn that. And 100 bucks is her ceiling right now. And that's where your love ends. About 93. Jeez. If you've been accused of being a Jew, <laughs> press one. <laughs> if you've been accused of being a heartless bastard, press two. <laughs> yeah, think about Toledo's calls. They always make fun of me because I don't have a dad. And he plays bastard in a basket a lot at me. And <laughs> I mean, it's constant. Bastard from a basket! I don't know if you heard that. He just did it again. <laughs> he plays it on the call. This is what they do to me all day. Bastard from a basket! It's fairly toxic, I think. Are you the one that entered those into the system? Well, yeah, but, um... Please give us one minute to calculate your complaint. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> There's a lot of static on the line. Listen to the- Bastard from a basket! <laughs> The sons have come to an agreement that yours is considered hilarious. Please try again. <laughs> Bastard from a basket! Yeah, everything's toxic here, and that's what makes this place great. It's the last bastion of toxic work environment. Great stuff. Uh, it's 719. What's on the big board of musical treats over there, Bert? Right. We got a full list here. The wake-up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. I was just there yesterday. They are stocked to the gills with all the snow gear that you're going to need and all the bikes. And uh, service, man. You need you need your bike uh, fixed? They got the best wrenches in town. Doesn't matter if you bought it there. If you got a Huffy, you got a Pivot, it doesn't matter. They can take care of you. Check them out, actionrideshop.com, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. And, and play in the snow because it's going to get hot this week. Yeah, that's So what this weekend it's going to get all slushy, but they probably have the fake stuff too. Yeah. Uh, lots of stuff going with monkeys. So uh, Skid Row's monkey business for Brady and his monkeys. Uh, Beastie Boys, Brass Monkey, Cold Chamber and Ozzy, Shock the Monkey. Peter Gabriel, Shock the Monkey. Um, suicide Solution from Ozzy for Charlie Brown. And once again, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's do that for Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hilarious. Sad Charlie Brown <laughs> killed himself. And be oh, didn't we see it coming? And again, a warning to all of you, even though the radioactive monkeys have all been caught, Brady, if you see a monkey outside in the United States or North America, do not approach. I'm with you, John. Do not, no, you're not. You're not at all. Please give us your complaint. Um, I was called a cracker-ass cracker by someone. Stop being a baby. You're white. Don't call here again. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It's pretty bad to consider the uh, 
the lady has a pink eye-like disease from the monkey that she tried to approach. They I'm, won't tell her what it is. At least that's what she said. Why? Well, tell me I have pink eye-like symptoms from the hissing monkey. A monkey hissed at her, and her eyes turned pink <laughs> to the point where she had to go to a doctor. And the CDC's like, what's going on? Well, one of your diseased monkeys on the side of the freeway there hissed at me, and now I can't see. Yeah, that'll happen. Are you going to give me anything for that? We can take you to where we took the other monkeys and euthanize you if you're interested because it's not going to work out for you. This is bad. We invented that disease. We have no idea what it is. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to over to China real quick and we're going to blame them. Somebody just wrote in, are you sure about Ozzy being dead? Nothing shows up when I search it. It's Ozzy the, mo- the, the ape. <laughs> Ozzy's fine. Well, you know, I've been dead for years. I just, I just want to accept it. That's all. Well, it was goodbye to our dicks out for Ozzy the Ape like Harambe. <laughs> yeah, suicide solution for Charlie Brown. Again, those of you just tuning in, the original voice actor for Charlie Brown killed himself last night. <laughs> That's terrible. He had a one-up Ozzy the Ape. It's the darkest laugh I've ever had. It's just, I, I when I read the headline, I'm like, oh, geez, of course. <laughs> Charlie Brown wasn't going to, that kid was going to be suicidal. For sure. Just the pain of reading the lines of Charlie Brown. I love Charlie. Even his dog teased him. I mean, come on. How many times do you go, man's best friend? Arg. Because Snoopy stole stuff from him. His dog treated him with no respect. Of course he made it to 65 and dangled from a from a rafter. I do like that his last words were arg, though. <laughs> that still kills me. Uh, yeah, but what are the cartoon characters where Richie Rich wouldn't kill himself? Like that one, you knew he was going to have a great life. Shaggy dies of a drug overdose. No question oh, he yeah. was gatewaying his way right into heroin. If he wasn't already on it. Scooby Snacks was clearly the munchies. He was eating dog treats, for Christ's sake. Think of our childhood influences well, you th- on Saturday I mean, morning. Yosemite Sam. Horrible racist. He keep killing himself. That's a short yeah. man's complex, too. Yeah. He's got some issues. I think Yosemite Sam more than likely accidentally shot himself. He was very cavalier with those guns. <laughs> Wiley Coyote. Uh, I don't have he depression because he could him. never exactly. complete anything. Yep. Nothing was ever yeah. enough for that yeah. guy. The surprising one would be. I mean, again, it's another old school, but maybe Sam. Is it Sam the uh, Shepherd Dog? Because he's oh, doing the same thing. George and Sam. Day. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just a kind of a metaphor for the the day to day grind. But he was clever. Sure he was clever. Oh, Tom from Tom and Jerry. Again. Always getting his ass kicked by the mouse and Mammy. Talk about a toxic worker. And Spike. Oh, that's right. Spike the dog yeah. that took care of him. They always, always, kicked, always, always, sided, always got his ass Always kicked. sided with the rat. Yeah. Uh, never got it. Olive oil. Jeez. Eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> she passed away because Wimpy took all the burgers and Papa ate all the spinach and she was left home to raise that kid. No one knows. That's another thing about olive oil. Whose kid was that? No one knows for sure. They yeah. did. They made it kind of clear in the movie with Robin Williams that it was Popeye's son. But there were rumors that Pluto may have been the father. That's a cartoon, by the way. Yeah, that, that whore took two. Sweet pea, man. Yeah, that sweet pea was somebody's. And two guys were fighting over the lady that had that. Nobody fights over a single mom that hard. No, especially when she looks like that. Yeah, she's got a kid. He's large and he's mine. I don't want her. If things went wrong at the uh, Smurf Town, that whole could have been a whole Jonestown thing. It probably was. The Kool-Aid. Yeah, Gargamel <laughs> supplied it. Dead Smurfs. <laughs> I would pay for that episode. 
the Smurf that somebody stumbles across the village. <laughs> they all listen to Papa. And that sad Schindler's this music in the background. All wearing Nikes. <laughs> their, their cult shoes on. A bunch of little blue effers here just killed themselves. This Gargamel's an asshole. We all know it. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.